Hello and welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. My name is Don Pelto and I have Kevin here. Uh, welcome, Kevin. Don, thank you so very much for having me. I know we're both running around and uh, I appreciate you taking the time today to chat. You're welcome. So tell me a little bit about, you have, you're kind of an entrepreneur and you've been an entrepreneur for a while and we're going to be talking to different podiatrists that most of them own their own practices. Mm. And the reason I think a lot of us got into it, we don't work for big groups. We have one or two practices, four or five docs, and we're wanting to kind of take it to the next level. But I find a lot of the doctors feel time poor, meaning they're seeing, they're humping it every day, seeing patients. Yes, you can be efficient, but we really want to think outside the box. And I wanted to kind of pick your brain, uh, what, what ideas you have. But first, tell me your backstory, how you got interested in being an entrepreneur. Yeah, uh, not I definitely was not raised, born and raised as an entrepreneurial-minded person. I found early success, quote unquote, working for somebody else. I made six figures and I realized that's not what success is to me. And I was burnt out. I had very little time freedom and I was just sick of being on the road all the time. I had to travel a lot for my job. So after I made that money, I said to myself, well, for most of my life, I've lived unconsciously, just kind of showed up and hoped for the best. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. And I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. And that was my initial dive into creating my own, my own thing. And that passion project uh, took a lot more time than I expected. And I came to a crossroads where I had to choose between my full-time job, which I hated, and this new passion project, which I loved. And that ended up with me sitting on the edge of a bed having suicidal thoughts because I was so overwhelmed with everything that was going on. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I could leave my job. I didn't have any idea what to do. So I ended up leaving my job. Luckily, I, I'm still here with us. And that was the very beginning. Yeah. It, you know, Don, it came from a place of I want to impact as many people as humanly possible. It was never about money. It was never about building a business. I didn't have any idea how to do that. It was about how do I add value to people? and try to help them avoid the problems that I've had to deal with in the past. That's really, I think at a deep level, that's what a lot of us are longing for. And I'm very blessed where I get to do that every day now. That's awesome. And in, in terms of who has influenced your mindset, because we all kind of walk on the shoulders of those that are before us, who were your big inspirations? So I know what you read and kind of what you follow. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Burchard. I'm a huge fan of Brendan Burchard. I love his work. Uh, a lot of Tony Robbins. Jim Rohn was a big Jim Rohn fan. So a lot of, a lot of that, that segment, but you know, a lot of it for me was the people around me. I mean, yeah, you can read the books and, and that, and that's super important, but I believe the people that you surround yourself with that you see and you communicate with most often, that's really where the impact happens. So my business partner is somebody who has been very, very influential. Um, my old roommate and best friend, he's an entrepreneur. So my circle is very, very small. It's very, very tight by design, but there is no negativity in my circle. It's all positive. It's uplifting. It's supportive. It's growth-minded. And I think you can do a lot for yourself by looking around you um, first and then looking outward to where you're getting influenced as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's kind of focus in. Uh, our listeners are going to be podiatrists. We're entrepreneurial doctors kind of humping it 40 hours a week, actually seeing patients. And let's talk about a couple of things that I'm interested in. How do you do kind of a side hustle to replace that business so you can get out? Mm. Um, how do you, like different ways of doing that, maybe maybe entrepreneurial ways of increasing your revenue with multiple rev revenue streams, th things like that. I, some personal things, I guess, you know, Amazon, Amazon, like affiliate links, Google AdWords, YouTube, 
things like that. Any of that you're familiar with? Any any thoughts? How would you help podiatrists or doctors that want to make more mm-hmm. and live more? Yeah, it's a great question. I think any industry, any profession, any service right now should start looking more into digital space. And you said it to your to your point, you're humping it for 40 hours a week, you're showing up in person. I would start by saying, okay, what is something digital that I can create that can work for me while I'm working? And then as that compounds and grows, then you can start splitting your time up accordingly. I would suggest starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. I, that is... I mean, that's been the thing that has served us at the deepest level. I don't have a ton of experience with with Google AdWords or any of that. But what I can tell you is if you were to start a podcast about, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about your profession. It could be. But if you were to start a podcast that you could build a community off of, and then you can start finding a way to monetize your community. You can be at work working with patients while making money from the podcast. And if you're able to pour into both buckets long enough, there's nothing stopping you from using the podcast ultimately, eventually as the driver of revenue. There's no reason you can't do that. So that's what I would suggest. That's awesome. So let's let's kind of brainstorm here. Uh, um, let's say you did a, let's say you want to do a podiatry one, a foot related one, then you could do your course on heel pain, like through Kajabi or something similar, make your own little course and then talk about it and have people sign up for your course or buy your product or something else like that. Is that kind of what you're doing? Something similar? Yeah. I mean, the way we have it set up is we do, we do a lot of one-on-one coaching. So I was telling you behind the scenes, like I'm on the phone all day, every day, six days a week. Like that's just, that's the way our business is set up. Our business is not set up so we can have more time freedom. Ours is based on we're trying to have the most successful podcast in the world. So it's going to take a different level of. So you coach people on podcasting or you coach them on other aspects? So I coach a lot of people on podcasting. Um, My business partner does a lot of business coaching. We both do peak performance mindset coaching because we're a self-improvement podcast. So we're focused on that. We study that often. Um, I would say that, yeah, that's that's the model I would suggest is Mm -hmm. You could literally say, okay, what's my area of expertise, podiatry, cool, whatever it is, whatever service it is, how do I produce value-based content on that? So I become known as the expert in my community, even though you're already the expert, but some people aren't going to be able to fly across the country to see you. It just wouldn't make any sense for them to do that. There's people around there, but what you can do is you can add value to them every day through social media, through the podcast, where you become the person, you become the expert. And if you do have a course, that's awesome. Or you have a podcast helping other podiatrists like yourself, Don, and then you have a course on how you grew your clinics and how you run your team and how you do leadership or and you how do you're profitable. coaching or something else similar. 100%. If, if you had the time, but so the, 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 the escape I thought of is, well, I can start yeah. at the bottom of my schedule and sell that time first at whatever, 500 an hour. But the problem is the problem for a lot of us professionals, you probably see this with dentists, doctors, and lawyers, we're overpaid for what we do. Mm-hmm. And to get out of that is a hard, it's a hard thing Yeah. Um, to have to replace that, to go out and speak, for example, it's hard to make that, that not to crack doing it yeah. that way. But um. I think that's the, that's the beauty of the digital spaces. It's, it's a long game. That's the, that's one thing that I'll say that I know a lot of other people don't say is like, it's going to take a couple, it's going to take years to get to the point where you can actually replace your income with a podcast. But to, to your point, number one, you'll have content. 
which that's the way the world is going anyway. I mean, we're going digital, we're going digital space, we're going personal brand. If you have content that you can put out there adding value to people, it's quite literally free marketing for you at all times. People yeah. will be thinking of you. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not a one-on-one -on -one coaching approach. Maybe it's sitting down on a Sunday and recording a course that takes you six hours to record, but maybe you're able to charge $297 for that. Mm -hmm. And you're able to you know, get some across the line every month. I think just the understanding that in the beginning, just like anything else, it's going to be a pain in the butt and yeah. it's going to take more than you're going to get back. But in the long run, when the compound effect starts, you never know what can happen in five, 10 years. Yeah. How? Let's talk about a, a, a podiatrist per se, they're going to be in their private practice and they want to, um, let's talk about other, other, let's talk about some mindset stuff that you talked about, because I think a lot of us, we get, I think as Dan Sullivan talks about, we get in the gap. Mm. Um, and so we get kind of down, we're kind of burnt out, things like that. Let's talk about some wellness things that for doctors or for anyone in general. I think one of the, the best things you can think of is your ability to grow scale and succeed at business is directly correlated with how well you're taking care of yourself. And I know that that might not seem like it goes together, but this is what I would say. What is your morning routine like? Are you waking up and are you just running to the office with a coffee and saying, all right, I got to get this day? Or are you waking up and taking some time for meditation? Maybe taking some time for mindfulness, for journaling, Get doing that. Are you taking care of your physical health? Like, are you walking, running, exercising, doing whatever that is. And this is another one, Don, that a lot of people don't talk about. What relationship habits do you have? What are your habits surrounding your intimate relationship? So as an example, every night before I go to bed, my wife and I say one thing we're grateful for about one another. Simple. One minute. It takes one minute. But will that one minute add years onto our relationship? A hundred percent. So to your point about efficiency earlier, if you wake up and meditate for five minutes, how much time will you get back throughout the day for just that five minutes? If you exercise for 30 minutes, how much will your energy stay high throughout the day? So I guess those are more physical than mindset, but I think it's a mindset shift to think to yourself, I could be at the office right now doing blank. Why does it benefit me to pour into myself right now? But I think that's an important one. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> So I'll tell you my morning routine. You tell me yours. Mine is a, I do a cold shower every morning. I do two boot camps Mondays and Fridays. I do bulletproof coffee on those days. Journal, the five minute journal, the gratitude journal. Then usually Bible, read the Bible. That's my time of reading. And then during the day in between patients, I'm usually reading some type of a, a book or, or something. And then I, on my lunch breaks, that's why I do these interviews is during my lunch break. And then evening, the, my kids, as we drive, I have a six and an eight-year-old and we've trained them since they were young. They say the three good things that happen during the day. Mm. So they, they all, and, and so before they can watch anything or any, they always have to say the three good things. Is that similar? What's, what's your morning and evening routine? Yeah, that's, first of all, that's awesome. That's awesome. It doesn't surprise me that you're successful because you're, you're doing a lot of the successful things, you know, the successful habits for me. And I will be very honest. The business has taken more of me in the last couple months than I can even sustain, which I'm grateful for yeah. because that means the business is growing. So my morning routine has not been where it needs to be. We actually just did an episode on this, but my ideal morning routine, which I will be getting back into 4.30 AM wake up. I foam roll from 4.30 to five. I'm at the gym by 5.30 and I'm in the gym for like roughly an hour. If I'm doing cardio, probably an hour and a half, half hour boxing. I'm home by 6.30 or seven. I shower. And then I am in the office. 
That's that's my jam. For me, I like getting into my body first thing in the morning, getting that done with, just getting my energy up. That's that's for me the way I do it. My night, so the day is all over the place, usually a bunch of interviews. My nighttime routine, I try to be done by seven. And after that, my non-negotiable is 30 minutes of filling my cup every day. Whether it's me watching Netflix for 30 minutes, whether it's watching YouTube TV, whatever it is. For me, I'm thinking to myself, how do I make sure I can show up tomorrow and add more value tomorrow than I did today? So it's that it's the fine line between sustainability and productivity is really what I'm aiming for. And then anytime, like after seven, I put on my my uh, blue light glasses so I can actually sleep at night, which which is very helpful for me. And mm. then I'll usually meditate before bed. That's usually when I meditate. You know, a couple of things I, I've, I've stopped doing. Um, so with my phone, I always have it on blue light or, or do not disturb and blue light. Yeah. Um, so kind of mo- monitoring that. Um, I'm a big advocate. I eat one meal a day. I've been doing this for three years, mm. Monday through Friday. That really gives me my energy. I drink way too much coffee, <laughs> but but it really gives me a lot more a lot more energy with with doing that. Um, it helps my 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 flow in terms of I can do it uh, a lot easier. That's awesome. That's awesome. How about now? Let's let's pull back. And there's a whole other. I don't know if you can even speak to this, but it's something I'm personally interested in. There's this good book I'm reading right now called Bumpers, mm. B-U-M-P-E-R-S. Talks like that, the morning and evening as your habits and bumping you so you get those most important things done. Mm. But there's a new a new thought, like once this thing scales that you're working on, having this really life where you got those activities morning and evening, but really nothing during the day. Mm. And um, like James Shremko talks about, about that, like just, just have this life of ease. They call it the laptop lifestyle. And <laughs> It almost seems too good to be true. And I don't know how pleasing I would be able to handle it since I've been going at this route. It almost seems like a fantasy. Mm. Do you have you interviewed people like that that really don't do anything all day? They might coach <laughs> a couple of $30,000 a month clients and then that's it? Yeah, um, I'll be very honest. We've stopped interviewing people because a lot of people, this is the, the problem, Don, is a lot of people say that's how they got successful, but that's not how they got successful. It's It's almost like, they don't okay. know how they got the set. No, it's not sexy how you get successful. Exactly. You get- <laughs> exactly. It, this is the thing. If So if I was going to consult with you as a podcaster, it's very important that I remember where you are versus where I am. We could stop trying to get better as podcasters and we'd have a successful podcast forever. But that's because we've done five years every single day. And I think people lose sight of the perspective of you've built up a community and you've built up this this book of business and you've built up this reputation over the last 10 years, now you can kind of take it easy because you have enough momentum. So I don't know. I don't believe that's possible. I don't, how do you become valuable enough where you can do nothing all day and then just do three $30,000 coaching calls? You know, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in many of the digital industries because it's not about what it's about selling something. Yeah. It's not about what I know. It's about what I can show. If I drive up in a Ferrari, that's not mine. You're going to assume I know more than I do. And that's just a way a lot of people are marketing. A lot of people are marketing based on, um, I am jealous of what you have. I assume you can help me get it too. Mm-hmm. So I do, I don't aspire but, to that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Well, Rowan talks a ton about that. You know, it's the, this yeah. Darren, Darren Hardy, all these other guys. It's just like you do, you do the grind, you do it long enough. Yeah. There's no, 
there's no rich buyout. And I think there's a, there's a fine line, right? Like I don't want everybody to work 16 hours a day, every day. You gotta, you gotta live your life and you gotta spend time with your family. You gotta take care of your health, but you can't work smart until you work hard first. Mm-hmm. You can work harder, smarter, but it's very hard to just say, well, I'm just only going to work smart. I don't think that works. If you look at the people who have had the largest impact on the world, the vast majority of them were working very, very consistently. And I think the other thing too is you get paid in proportion to number one, the problem you solve, but how competent you are. The Mm -hmm. more you're working on yourself, the more competent you are, ultimately the more money you can make in the long run. So yeah, there's a lot of people trying to preach the laptop lifestyle. I don't believe in it. I don't think it's, I think it's doing people a disservice because not everybody can win like that. You know what it, you know what it reminds me of Kevin gambling and I don't gamble, but, and so let me explain kind of one of the, uh, you know, I don't know how many listen to this podcast, but I, I like opening up to this. So I've been doing Kajabi for a while, uh, but I just practice mastery and then Dr. Pelto and, and I made these courses, but I'm, I'm thinking about simplifying and getting rid of it because, you know, this is all fine. But for a busy doctor, it's I can make the course, but I don't. I need a who to to market the course almost, and mm. I don't know if I want to dump more into it. You know, it's it's very it, it's a challenge because we're you try to fit in your marketing time between patients, and yeah. it's just not enough time dedicated to it almost. And, yeah. and so I'm at a phase where I'm like simplifying so that just because you get frustrated because it's almost just like I'm gambling. I'll oh, keep paying Kajabi three hundred a month. Until it until it works out, where there might be a, an easier way of doing it. Yeah. Do you do you yeah. uh, do multiple streams? Do you do the uh, the video podcast and then an audio one at the same time, like video on YouTube, or you just do the audio? Yep. No, we do we do audio, video, and then every piece of content we we produce gets broken up into video micro content that gets shared across as well. Do you like syndicate.io or something similar, or which do you have your own? No, no, we we host through Buzzsprout, and it just gets sent out to all the. Buzzsprout yeah, we don't. We don't, um, we will never make a dollar off of ads. Like that's not, that's not our business really. Our business is adding more value than anybody else. That, that really I, I, is it. I guess the question is, does it, is it, um, cause some people have these apps that send it to Twitter or send it to all these other yeah, automatic. No, no, no. for, yeah, for us, Buzzsprout sends to Apple, Spotify, all that, that stuff. And then every other, like anything on social media, we're putting up there ourselves. You're putting it up yourself. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because I found, I've been using Anchor in that. So let me tell you my first pod, if you want to hear podcast, bloop, podcast bloopers, this is my first one. This is, I'm on podcast number three and, you know, I want to fail fast. And the first yep. one was called Heal My Foot Wound Fast. <laughs> it was for diabetics with foot ulcers. What I, when I, what I didn't realize is they don't listen to podcasts. Mm. You can't see a wound on a podcast. You can't mm. show them what you're looking at and they don't, and they're all non-compliant patients anyway. So they're not doing it. And so it was, it was a good learning experience. Like I learned how to delegate through have a fiver to make everything else up like that. My second one was, it was, it was a podiatry one. And then I got burnt out Now I'm on number three, but I, I think this is something that, like you said before, I think people think that you're just starting and you're all great. But how many mistakes have you made, Kevin, along the way to learn? <laughs> but at least you're in the arena. Is yeah, the- we recorded our 1,090th episode today. I have made a, at least one mistake on every single episode ever. I The reason I know as much as I do is because I've made mistakes to have to learn. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the thing. And I think that's wonderful in everything is a lot of people are trying to help you skip mistakes. 
And I think that's great. I mean, that's what you pay people for. But there are mistakes that you will be benefited to learn. The fact that you know how to delegate now, that's something that it's very hard to do that until you learn how to do it. Because you don't know if you're getting taken advantage of. You don't know if the price is right. You don't know if the quality of work is there. There is something about, so one of my favorite quotes, Don, you can only learn so much about swimming by watching YouTube videos. At some point, you got to get in the pool and try the strokes out and see what works for you. Until then, you're just kind of, you're just kind of guessing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, Kevin. So Kevin, if you want to learn more about kind of what you do and uh, what's the best way they can get more information about you and your company? Yeah. So our podcast is called Next Level University. That's the best place to learn more about us because we're out there every single day uh, talking holistic self-improvement. And then you can always email me directly, kevin at nextleveluniverse.com. Any podcast questions you have, I'm happy to, to answer if that's something you want to do. Cool. Thank you so much, Kevin. Of course, Don. Thank you.